Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. And weekly, we are brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Check out AllAccessMMA.com for our video podcast, MMA News and MMA Stories. Ed, so after a week uh, on the dark side of watching some professional wrestling, I'm back <laughs> uh, and uh, made it back just in time for uh, crazy free agent news and, uh, and a UFC pay-per-view. Yeah, man, you were you were deeply missed, but uh, I, I managed to swing it without you last week. But uh, I know you were at the AEW event. I mean, you know, we I always like the uh, number two pro wrestling uh, promotion in, in, in the world. I guess I'm I'm just like that about everything. Uh, I prefer I prefer what what most people aren't into. But AEW was kind of like uh, uh, the my, one of my my uh, pandemic hobbies. I got into them when they were on and nothing else was on and so they're fun to watch i mean i'm glad you made it out to an event i, I made it we were just talking before we started recording i made it out to their first time at arthur ash stadium out here in the east coast so and we we both have a a feather in the cap of the coast to coast combat hour podcast for some pro wrestling and they're both and they're aew feathers so good stuff yeah no it was entertaining but even as far as i get away from mma i still uh still managed to run into chris cyborg walking around the uh the arena That's with right. the Bellator championship belt. So, uh, oh, got did a you post that stuff. picture? Uh, I posted on something, but uh, not not hey, a time. You got to put that up, man. But um, yeah, yeah, so that was kind of cool to see her and, uh, and and get a chance to chat for you know a couple seconds. They were they were kind of on their way out. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously we got the pay-per-view that we'll get into with our main card picks. And uh, we have a legend on the on the prelims who will be stepping away from MMA, uh, apparently, after this bout. But, um, you know, I, I think we got to jump in a little bit to the, the Francis Ngannou uh, mm-hmm. talk here. Um, I'm sure a lot of people maybe are already kind of tired of hearing about it since it's been headline news. But uh, it's like Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, obviously Francis Ngannou. Uh, free agent. Uh, now UFC is doing what they didn't do with Randy Couture and Diaz and some of these others. And they're allowing him out of his contract without a, uh, without dragging it on for the extra year or so that they, they really could. Um, so we're kind of in a weird situation. Uh, we've seen similar situations, similar with BJ Penn, um, even to an extent, you know, Randy Couture, uh, but guys, uh, Murillo Bustamante did it, did it years and years ago in the UFC when you had guys that were UFC champions and, and arguably the, the number one fighter in their weight class. Uh, I don't think there's much argument in this one though. Um, moving on to free agency and, uh, kind of disrupting the whole undisputed title talk that, that the UFC likes to, to, to yeah. put out there. You know, what's funny is like every time, Especially if it's as close to this scenario when it happens, it's always funny how Dana White will always say, "Oh, they they want easier fights or they want to take less risk." It's, there's always that little, there's always that little jab where he says it's it's because uh, they don't want to do you know whatever the UFC is doing, so it's it's lesser than you know than here. It's always that little jab, like like he's saying like Gano doesn't want to take risk, and and then of course you know Helwani loves to 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 put salt on any any wound Dana White gets now. So he had him on his show yesterday and, and I know Engano pretty much discussed his D his 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 side of things. And it seemed like the stuff he was asking for was just stuff that was better for fighters and you know the stuff that you keep hearing about fighter pay, uh, healthcare, 
and um you know so if, if that if that's any i mean nobody really knows what happens behind these closed doors and these big money negotiations but you know if there's any truth to either side as far especially what Ngannou said and i don't think he has any reason to lie about it then it's just it's just it's just adds to to the ufc the whole you know corporate entity um what's uh the the kingpin uh caricature that that our, our boy chris reenie did the way he draws uh just adds to that whole persona um uh, there's there's times i like dana white and then there's times i don't like him and and a lot obviously lately not a lot of folks are liking picking what he's picking up what he's putting down so um i like i think the sport's big enough now though especially for i like to see where Ngano winds up um hopefully it's not boxing but I, I i would understand because of the pay i mean i would definitely like to see him fight any of the three names that came up so yeah i, I mean you mentioned, you know, the little jab on the way out. And I, I kind of, I thought it was funny because he said that he wants to get paid more money to take easier fights. And wouldn't the opposite of that be opposite of that being staying for less money to take harder fights? Like, <laughs> I feel like they're prize fighters. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. So of course he mm-hmm. wants, wants easier fights and more money. Like that's, I don't know. Like, <laughs> common sense to me i, I but then again but then he, in the same breath it's like well i don't think fighting tyson fury is an easier fight right no especially if you go into his his backyard of boxing like under him there's um, yeah, yeah. gonna fit, like mop the floor with him and and knock him out i mean that's kind of what i think i think wilder i think any of the top you know you know top 10 heavyweights in the world probably eliminate him fairly fairly easily yeah like if, if we had danny on here or, or joseph my old editor from front proof media or, or any of those guys from the boxing podcast uh, uh the last round guys if they were on right now with us they would say literally they would it's it's not even a question if we look at look at every any every time an mma fighter goes against a boxer with the exception of anderson silva and uh, chavez jr you know that's just the one fight every they lose all those fights they lose it so the senior man in the sport that they're experiencing coming in up against somebody that's green to it it's it's going to favor the senior man I, um so yeah i mean i know he's got that for the one punch knockout power but that that matters more against somebody like john jones in mma than somebody like tyson that, fury in yeah boxing. because everybody in boxing in the top you know 30 heavyweights in the world have punching power mm-hmm. you know for the you know relative you know obviously you had the chris birds you had the guys who are more technicians but you know big power punchers there's you know four out of five of the guys will knock your block off so um yeah but i just think it's like well no there's not the easier fights and um i mean he, he that's what he seems to want to do at least out the gate so i don't think it's like he's run into pfl or something to go fight mm-hmm. in their million dollar tournament i mean seems like the numbers are fairly he didn't really deny the numbers of being pretty high uh from the numbers we've heard in the past for for a for a ufc fighter but like you said he he wanted to just not have to uh be locked into a contract for all time and eternity and be basically penalized for for constantly winning mm. you know the ufc you only get out of your contract if you lose fights and um if you know it's, it's so one-sided it, it, it just and, and somebody posted like the list of like all the articles where where, where dana white always kind of says the same thing about you know they want easier fights. I mean, they they, they listed the Dinganu, um, Woodley. Uh, you just just talked about Chris Cyborg. I mean, he said so it, was, it was a weird situation when when 
she got released, but he said the same thing. You know, she let, she let her go take easier fights. Saint Pierre, yeah. Aldo, yeah. All, and, and it's always this. It's always the the same. There's a list of it, but it seems to be when you look at the list and when those names, you know, when it happened, it seems to be becoming more frequent. And I feel like that's that's a good sign that the sport of MMA is growing. Um, you know, Josh Gross posted this thread that I didn't finish reading, but he said something along the lines like. Because the UFC likes to say people are afraid, and um, he was like, "There's truth to it, but it's not. It's not the. It's not the fighters that are afraid. I mean, for shit, they fight for a living. Like they're not afraid of much." But um, so, yeah, coming, you know, coming it, from the one, you know, the promoter the, who's afraid to, to exactly, yeah, yeah. that's pretty much what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's one of the points he made. Like they're afraid to, they're afraid to co-promote, and then there's there's media that's afraid to, you know. This this thing is you you and I like like you know that's us doing our thing, so we're not really trying to impress anybody because we do this because we like to do it, and um. But he one of the things he mentions too the the UFC is scared and the media that's not really talking about it they're afraid of you know losing their 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 credentials or whatever. So it was a really good post if uh, Josh Gross on on Twitter. Um, I just what is it at Yay Yi. Yeah, he's got a weird handle. Yeah, yeah. But look look at it. He put it up literally like before we recorded maybe two hours ago. Um, it's a nice little thread. I'll I'll share it later when we're done recording so folks can read it. But I thought it was a nice read and I have I didn't get to finish reading it, but he was making some really strong points that kind of like encompass what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean I don't know what he's gonna end up doing on the MMA side of stuff. I think boxing's inevitable right now. Um, as much as MMA fans and MMA promoters want to talk about boxing being dead, um, it's amazing how that's like the the money grab. Mm. You know, that's money that amazing where you know he's probably he'll probably go make fifteen to twenty million dollars uh, mm-hmm. to fight to fight one of those you know world you know top world champion yeah. boxers. Um, and if he pulls off the huge upset, then he's mm-hmm. you know he makes a, a truckload the following fight um even if he loses he goes back to mma what's the worst case he goes to pfl they probably give him five million to sign and then he goes and fights, fights in one million dollar tournament and cleans out the tournament and does that three years <laughs> in a row you know what i mean yeah. or he goes to bellator and um you know i mean for me in a perfect world fedor wins in a couple weeks retires the vac you know there's a vacant heavyweight belt you know uh Nganu's in the crowd at cbs and you know kind of passes the torch that way in kind of an odd way but i mean I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not there i mean usually these guys when they're shopping around for a place to fight and there's somebody that that these promoters want they always get a free seat cage side yeah they like you to know. be seen yeah yeah they like to be seen so i feel like that's something that i wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him in a couple of weeks over there on uh at that uh at beltor 290 which again like you said free on cbs so if you miss it you're a dork yeah um <laughs> A couple things just from uh, event notes. Uh, the one Colorado tickets went on sale last week, and um, they are, you know, it's in a smaller venue, um, probably about a 5,000 seat venue, but I checked ticket sales prior to coming on the show tonight, and uh, and they were doing really well. Um, look like, you know, other than some of the cheaper seats, which are a little bit higher priced, um, which maybe they have to drop those couple sections. Um, the vast majority of the good seats are all sold out. So um, looks like a good sale. Uh, it looks like it'll be a packed house uh, in the first, I think it was first bank center in, in Broomfield, Colorado. So that's good for one. Uh, Bellator announced. Uh, well, speaking of one, we can't, 
We have to talk about uh, uh, Mikey Muset Musumechi ripping apart my man's the Mongolian. I, I I can't pronounce his name, and I don't want to butcher it. But uh, the guy that refused to tap in a submission only match. I mean, we talked about it. My training partners are talking about it. There's casual, like there's literally. This is how you know Amazon on Prime is working out for for one. There's people that that don't that watched it that don't even know anything about MMA or jiu-jitsu that, that went up to me at my job and were just like, did you see that guy's leg get torn up? And um, I know uh, South China Morning Post, I forget uh, my man's name, that we follow each other on Twitter now, but his name escapes me, that, that he writes for uh, the SCMP. But um, he interviewed Chatri, and Chatri gave an update on the injury, and he was just, Chatri equated it, said that the doctor compared the leg damage to him having been in a motorcycle accident. And... Um, I didn't see the clip until after the fact that Musumechi even looked at the referee and was like, "Yo, are you gonna stop this?" Because he because he kept hearing his leg pop. But yeah, torn ACL, <laughs> torn MCL, torn broken meniscus, ankle. and broken ankle. Uh, I, you know, it was grotesque. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, but it was weird because normally I have to turn away a bunch during that stuff. And I kind of was, but then it was like all broken. And you're like, well, well nothing worse is going to happen. Well, he's already, he's, everything's already broken. Like, so now he's just got Gumby leg. Um, yeah. And, and, and it, it's really, you know, there is an interesting, you know, a guy at work asked me because I had a friend, you know, not my, I showed the, I showed some of the stuff to mm. my buddy at work, but I had another friend who, who was, you know, I was going back and forth with him during the event who, uh, who again, because of prime is, is watching these shows. Yeah. Um, but the first thing my buddy at work goes is, and the ref didn't stop it. And I kind of didn't really think about it until I was like, well, there was a moment where he, like, his foot was like completely inverted. Mm-hmm. Like, so do we, you know, I, but, you know, it's, I don't remember who the ref was for that fight. I don't think it was Herb Dean for that event. No, it's definitely not anybody that, uh, that, we, that, that we've <laughs> seen before. And I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him again. There's some questionable refs when you, I mean, it's been a topic of conversation amongst my training partners too. Like we just talked with, we were there was an event out here in Jersey, and and some of the refing, when it, when it when it's the crowd telling the ref that people are put to sleep, you know, and and then that's what that's what cues them in to break them apart, you know. That's that's you have to wonder if they're getting their if they're getting their ref from the same crowd, you know, who might have had a few or not. But hey, man, um, you know, Musumechi's uh, uh, tearing up. He's fun to watch over there at one championship. Um, I, I like what they're doing, so I, I think that I wouldn't be surprised if he's on that Colorado card. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, Gary Tonin also picked up a nice quick win with the Camaro. Oh, yeah. so I wouldn't be surprised if he makes the Colorado card. I also saw Sage Northcutt uh, tweeting about <laughs> what he, you know, how would the fans like to see him make his return mm-hmm. um, after he got devastated by Cosmo Alexander uh, like three, four years ago now. You know, I wonder if Kevin Nielsen, our one of our listeners, he, he had to been losing his mind watching that dude's leg just shredded into. Uh, I know 9, he, you know, I didn't read it. I think he put out a newsletter and he might have mentioned it. I haven't read it yet, but um, yeah, Kevin Nicholson, if he does Nicholson, chime in, sorry. yeah, if he does chime in, I, I'm sure. Oh, there he there is. He is. <laughs> Here we go. Let's let's read this uh from Mr. Nicholson himself. I've seen a lot of gruesome injuries and surgeries in my 30 plus years in healthcare. And that even turned my stomach awful. Yeah, it was bizarre because like you, you like you want to blame the ref, but usually there's like a wince or like somebody kind of yelling in agony or like and it was like the dude was like stone faced while his leg was just being, 
you know, amputated in front of us. And it was like, if, you know, <laughs> it was, I, I, it was I, crazy. I, I tweet was, a lot was, when I'm watching these things and I even tweeted, I'm like, I think I might've tapped 50 times in the first five minutes that was happening. My son just mean, watching yeah. it. Mighty Mouse was doing play by play and he was like, nah, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, I, I, like, I want to walk. I want to, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. so I can only imagine when the adrenaline ran out, what kind of, uh, I, I can't yeah. imagine. I, I don't even, I don't even, yeah. it's but disgusting, but another successful event for one. And like <laughs> I said, uh, seems like they're getting a nice little role going and, uh, obviously a good U.S. You know, getting the U.S. market on board is, is going to be huge for them because no matter how big you are in Asia, when it's all said and done, the money's in mm -hmm. the United States. So if they can manage to have a good live event here with successful fights, yeah. a couple exciting fights, and they're able to do that two, three times a year, mm -hmm. um, kind of get to where pride wanted to be towards their end, yeah. um, you never know. You never know. And I also noticed when I was reading it, um, uh, Chachri said something, and it was an older article, but when he was talking about Colorado accepting the rules, he said he has multiple states that have accepted the rules. So he didn't name the other states, but I'm curious if that was just him kind of talking or if there's actually yeah. other states. Never that really are know. On board him. With yeah. Him. That's what I mean. You never really know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it would be interesting because you don't need a bunch. You, you get Colorado, you get, you get like two or three states on board early that you can have one event there each state a year. And you can carry that for a couple of years, and then and then as you build that U.S. dollar, I, I would imagine when that happens, like other states will maybe like maybe by the summer we'll see other states after the event, if if it if it's trending at all, and and you know, maybe maybe some other states will pick it up. I know who'll who'll be the last to pick it up, and that'll be New York State. They'll, they'll definitely no, be the last. That's what I said. If we get Texas <laughs> and Florida on board, though, you got Colorado, Texas, and Florida. You can, <laughs> yeah. you can pretty much carry the the torch for a while. Um. Bellator, uh, we got they announced the lightweight Grand Prix um, that kicks off uh, uh, in March uh, with uh, Bellator 292. Um, Nurmagomedov defends his title against uh, oh gosh, uh, our boy. Uh, I haven't pulled up Benson. Right Benson Henderson, yeah, going crazy. Um, so that that and that event added a couple more Madovsky to the card, uh, Linton Vassell. Mm -hmm. um, Carrie Melendez making her return. So uh, that looks good. Bellator's keeping the schedule going. Um, and, and you know, I'll be obviously the, the CBS show in a couple weeks will. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to get more announcements during that broadcast because they just, in the in that last week, they announced like they announced the tournament. Um, they added that fight today. You just mentioned Vassell Moldovsky. And, and a bunch of other stuff. I know Arlene Blanco, uh, Arlene Blanco, Aaron Jeffrey said they got fight news coming and they're signed with Bellator. So, I mean, there's definitely uh, their their first quarter, first, second quarter looks like it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. And hopefully there's more more than just that 290 card in CBS. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, it does look like before the fans have a meltdown, I believe it's only going to be a three fight main card. So just before we lose our mind, there's two title mm -hmm. fights, though. Um, and uh and Ward Hamaski. Um, so I think that that's likely what's going to happen. I imagine CBS gave them a two hour window and with two potential five round fights, they're going to play it safe. Perhaps they'll have some swing bouts that they're going to probably likely carry over from the prelims because right now there are 11 scheduled prelims in a three hour window. So likely there'll be a couple post limbs. If they're smart, they save one of those good fights and they have yeah. this a swing bout that if uh, these fights end quick on CBS, they can shoot another fight in between the title fights and uh, and, and keep the action rolling. Um, 
where we don't get all that live TV delay where we've seen in the past. Where, yeah. You know, they got to get their advertisers in. So that's the danger about live TV. Commercial, <laughs> yeah. Commercials got to happen. So you can end up with a lot of chatter if for some reason you end up with a couple quick early knockouts. But hopefully mm-hmm. they've. They, you know, hopefully Coker's been through this already enough now. Oh yeah, uh, that he he's he's not he's thinking this through, and 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 CBS has also been through this in the past. This isn't a debut for CBS. It's been a mm-hmm. decade, but we're 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 not. Uh, you know, it's 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 something they've done before, so they should realize that that they the fans are not going to be happy if there's a hour yeah. delay before the Fedor fight. Um, with that said, I think we got to move on to the uh, UFC pay per view. Speaking uh, of fight, the fights on uh, regular TV. Um, I mean, I know we're going to talk about the pay per view, but just uh, I actually I didn't know this until today. The the prelims that are featuring the legend Mister Mauricio Shogun Rua, um, um, that's going to be on ABC on a, at eight PM on Saturday. So that's uh, some nice free MMA for everybody to watch. Um, it looks like the card. I mean, outside of that 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 uh, featured prelim with the uh, Shogun against. Potiera. This is in, in Brazil, by the way, for folks that don't know. Um, it should be a. It should make for a fun, a fun night of fights this coming Saturday. Yeah, I like the main card. Prelims are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to know they, what's uh, oddly enough? Just before, sorry to cut you off, but the uh, the early prelims are pretty stacked. Um, who did I see on there that, yeah, like Terrence McKinney's on the Fight Pass prelims. Uh-huh, Warley and, Elvis is, yeah. is good, yeah. No, there, I mean, Cody's Cody Stamen. There. Mm-hmm. There's some names, but, uh, you know, it, it's not the – the prelims aren't carrying this event. I think this event, it's got a solid main card mm-hmm. um, with, with some, with some <clears> fights <throat> and, a lo- and all name fighters, which – is sadly becoming kind of a rarity these days. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think most fans, even if you're kind of a casual, you have a connection to to all uh, all, all ten fighters on the main card. So, um, you know, you mentioned Mauricio uh, Hua. Um, you know, we I just mentioned Fedor, most mm-hmm. likely his retirement fight in two and a half weeks. Um, uh, you know, it's sad. You you know you don't want to see these guys fight past their prime and we've seen that unfortunately but at the same time my god man uh, you know for me specifically and, and uh, you know i don't know about you but uh you know shogun's one of those guys that's like without shogun who i don't know if i'm a fan of this sport like i am mm. you know i mean he he was the excitement that this dude put on in pride and then yeah. his is coming to the ufc and eventually winning the ufc title after you know a tough debut loss uh you know coming off of uh, you know, bad knee injuries, um, and, and then knocking out, uh, you know, uh, Machida and winning the championship, and um, defending, you know, and fighting Liddell, and you know, just going through and, and fighting the the guys. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. To me, he's a legend, and he, and he's somebody that you know. Yeah, uh, fight, he I, fought. He fought everyone he was supposed to fight when the sport was on the rise, and and like you know, there wasn't any time that there, during that time that you're talking about. Those were the guys that you, there was any ducking around there or the stuff you see today. He fought everyone he was supposed to fight, and and even up until recently, he was still trying to stay in that kind of momentum of fighting. You know, there's a you know one point when he was talking about thinking he had another title run a couple of years ago in him, but I mean that's just to to show you the kind of guy he was. Um, it was him and his brother used to fight. Well, who broke his arm? I mean, was it him that broke his arm in Pride? Yeah, he when broke he, his arm when he fought Mark Coleman the first time. Yeah. He posted on a yeah. takedown and his arm yeah, snapped. Yeah. 
um, but I, I, mean, look, I always look at his arm because <laughs> the fact that he came back from from that because that was a pretty bad break. Yeah, but I mean, his fights with Dan Henderson, especially his first fight with Dan Henderson, his his first fight with uh, Lil Nog, um, mm-hmm. his fight with Rampage. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's being older and and just not appreciating certain things as much uh, when it comes to or, or seeing the world differently now that we're older. This things are not as important as when I was twenty three, and I thought you know Shogun winning the Grand Prix was something that you know was world, you know, earth shattering. Um, but uh, it just, you know, I, I don't know. Do we have people like this anymore? Like, I, I just wonder if 20 years from now, who's who's going to be that next guy that like, you're going to be going, oh, that's the legend retiring. I mean, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know if you're going to, you, you know, you don't have with what, you know, unless one or something takes off where you start getting like that spectacle, you know, Shogun was built off of a spectacle of the mm-hmm. fireworks and the entrances and the, and like we talked about with, uh, with other guests, you know, the, the rivalries that he came up with between shooter box and uh, Brazilian top team and um, you know, uh, hammer house and uh, you know, all those, all those clubs that, you know, it was, a, it was a gang war back then. And, and guys, you know, you kind of had to choose your color and you went to war, yeah. and, um, you know, and, you know, I, I don't know, but I just, I have nothing but admiration for Shogun Hua and I hope he picks up a nice win in this fight. Yeah. Um, it's always nice to see if they're going to retire and walk away for good. It, it, it's always nice to see if they can do it on a W. So, you know, you know, and his start, his career started in Mecca Valley Tudo, which was in Brazil. Um, it was one of the tape trading companies they're not companies, but one of the tapes that I used to try to trade in the, in the, in the early two thousands, I'd get the VHS tapes of Mecca and best of Mecca where, you know, mm-hmm. he had early Anderson and early Shogun. So I, I just, I hope he does, you know, best wishes to him, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you jump to the main card, Paul Craig, a guy who he's fought twice, uh, you know, is one of the guys opening the, the card up, Paul Craig, uh, versus, uh, versus Johnny Walker, um, you know, I, I I see this fight. Uh, you know, I is that I guess I'm looking at the odds down below. Yeah, I, disagree, the... I disagree with the odds. The odd makers on UFC.com have Johnny Walker as a minus one seventy favorite. I, from, I, the, the odds are from DraftKings um, as of today when we're recording Wednesday. So I, I, I go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but, I mean yeah. I just I see Paul Craig getting this fight down to the ground and uh, winning with some kind of submission or, um, or or even getting like a mounted position and winning by TKO. I think the long limbs of Johnny Walker will be dangerous. Uh, mm. uh, I, I think that's targets for, uh, for 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 Paul Craig, who's pulled off some impressive submissions, and uh, I, I just I see him winning this fight. I. I'm not. Uh, I don't. I'm not sold on Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. I thought he had some fun fights early. He had the flashes, but I'm not. I'm not. I, I need to see something else to really think that like he's he's that that you know as far as yeah. um, a real true contender. And I don't think either of these guys are world champion, but I do think that the threat of the submission is mm. is dangerous. And I, I I think he I think he figures out a way to, to lock up something on the ground. Yeah, he's plus one forty five. So I would imagine if you do a prop bet on him winning by submission, which uh the eighty the stats on UFC.com have it at eighty one percent. That's how he uh, Craig wins by um you'd have to see what 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 type of numbers that what type of money that would get you if you make that bet. But I got to disagree with you on this one just because I've, you know, they're in Brazil. I feel like 
I, I think there is such a thing for home field of advantage for, for them um, this time around, just because of all the fighters that have been Brazilian fighters that keep saying that they wanted to fight there and they're there. I feel like that just might put a little uh, more heat on, on those punches coming from Walker. So I'll probably be wrong, but I'm, I still think uh, I think Walker can win it early if he does win it. Um, so I'm going to go with Johnny Walker uh, for my picks. Yeah, uh, you mentioned the Brazil. It's definitely not going to help the uh, non-Brazilian fighters uh, in mm-hmm. a decision. So um, we'll see how that goes. And, and it, Craig could end up also in his guard and, and just not be able to get a submission and, and mm-hmm. lead to uh, taking a hard shot and, and turning the, the momentum of the fight. Yeah, but, but I'm not going to disagree. I mean, everything you said about Walker and like that point up until he did his thing and then dislocated his own shoulder, you know, that he was he was the guy and then and then he wasn't. So. So yeah, I hear I hear what you're saying. Uh, that leads us to a flyweight women's bout: uh, Jessica Andrade, uh, Lauren Murphy, uh, Lauren Murphy ranked number four, Andrade ranked number six. You know, um, yeah, you, you might have just persuaded me a little bit with your Brazilian talk there about the, the event location. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was kind of, you know. Lauren Murphy just seems to figure out a way to grind things out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you mind scrolling down, I'm curious what the odds are showing for this one. Plus um, 360 for Andrade's a huge favorite, which I just feel like she might be slightly undersized. She she generally, you know, she fought at 115. She's fought up to 135 in her career, so she's been all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, 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 you know, I, I part of me wants to. We're getting. Oh, let's see. Kevin's giving us an update. This might uh, see Andrade is coming back after spine surgery. Uh, you know, he has Lauren Murphy with upset. I, that's kind of where I was leaning. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be really that impressive, Lauren but Murphy I could see her. I could see her kind of keeping the feet on or fight on the feet and and just just kind of you know ugly boxing. I, I don't know what other term to really use, but just kind of jabbing and moving her way to a uh, a decision win, which obviously will will, will not be a, a favorite of the Brazilian crowd, but um, mm-hmm. I could see it happening. Um, yeah. You know, no, I, 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 I where I'm going. Yeah, no, I'm leaning uh, Murphy by decision too. Um, I mean, she, yeah, she does grind fighters out, but I also, I, I just feel like if you're looking at the, that, at uh What's the there's a new word out there because the, the the whatever the cage equivalent of ring generalship is, I feel like in this fight, Lori Lauren Murphy not only has it, but if you look at their their past fights, I mean, I mean, the stats here on the UFC webpage have her with a height, uh, a reach, reach advantage and a height advantage. Um, I just feel like Murphy probably has more ways to win versus Andrade, just kind of like you know, muscling her way. To a, to a victory. Um, I think she's got the chance. She probably has more knockout power than Murphy, but I, I think Murphy's just uh, smart enough for that. I got her winning by decision too. Yeah. I mean, obviously she, I think she clearly has more knockout power and I think that that's mm. her pathway to victory. Um, I just, I, you know, I think Lauren Murphy figures out a way to grind it out. I don't think we should be too swayed by her loss to Shevchenko. You know that's mm. that. Yeah, that changes people's opinions, and that might have something yeah. to do with those odds. But minus four fifty seems crazy. Uh, an Andrade uh, possible Craig parlay uh, with two underdogs looks like it. It could. Uh, I'm sorry, a Murphy Craig. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Parlay, might, might bring you some money. Uh, might have yeah. some value on that. So that moves us to the uh, featured bout of the evening, Gilbert. 
Ed's boy Burns versus <laughs> oh wow Neil Magny. Magny. What, what are they changing his graphic? Why the way they get rid of him? You know, we're being blocked out of the website <laughs> now that they're, yeah. they're breaking his photo. So Neil Magny, uh, Gilbert Burns. You know, uh, <laughs> I feel like I can't just sit here and pick constant underdogs in all these fights, but um, you know. I kind of am leaning towards another jog and jab win and mm. maybe just some, but, but I'm going to go with Gilbert Burns. I, I do think that it being in Brazil, I think it'd be too strong for Magni. Yeah. I also think he's kind of pissed off about the situation of his division. He, you know, in, in his press conference, he kind of was talking about how he's sick of just nobody moving around, nobody fighting each other. It kind of just being the same, uh, you know, top of the, the, the food chain between Masvidal uh edwards and uh and usman um so i'm gonna go with gilbert burns i uh a decision probably fairly dominant but i wouldn't be surprised if neil magny figures out a way just to i mean he's done it a million times he's what tied for the all-time uh amount of wins in welterweight history or did he did he own the record now i can't i can't recall exactly mm-hmm. um but uh you know that's nothing to uh you know, to, to ignore, but I will go with Gilbert Burns in Brazil, and I feel like he's hungry and uh, yeah, yeah, and he's and, been and needs a big win. He's he's been uh, pretty high, excited about it for a while since the card was announced. So I'm also picking Burns on this on the in that matchup, and then we get to my main event. I mean, holy shit, holy shit! <laughs> I, I'll watch these guys. I'll watch these guys fight every weekend if if. If they if they're in every pay per view for Davidson Figueiredo versus Brandon Moreno, this is the fourth one, right? Number four. Yeah, I'm not tired of it at all. <laughs> like, like I, 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 I mean, I'm gonna go with Moreno just because of, like, again, that's my my Mexican coming out of me. But um, I mean, I looking at them face off today, you know, usually, usually. In the times that it didn't favor, in the matchups that didn't favor Fayejero, you could see on fight week where if he kind of wasn't there, and I'm not seeing that this time. I'm actually seeing him, you know, I'm actually seeing him. He looks dangerous, but so does so does Moreno. Um, yeah, I, whatever, dude. Just, just uh, my pick officially is Moreno, but fuck, dude. Good like, fight. Yeah, Good I'll, fight. I'll probably I'll probably be up till three a.m. If if, it, if it's anything like the last three times, you know, history tells us that it's due to be a stinker, which kind of. <laughs> I mean, the you know we don't see we don't see I don't even know what you'd call four fights, it's not a trilogy. That's blasphemy. I think whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, it, I mean, there's that concern that these guys have beat the hell out of each other. Now they have wins over each other officially. So mm. there's a little bit of that apprehension, maybe. Uh, let's hope not, because we've seen no signs of that in their first three bouts. Um, I'm going with Figueiredo this time. I picked Moreno last time, based off of the domination he had <laughs> uh, in Arizona. Um, but uh, I think Figueiredo might... It, the reports are that his weight cut was going well. So yeah. if that's true, and that's not just some kind of cover story... And he's got a horrible um, poker face, too. So like I said, you could tell if, if when's going things are going all right for him and when something's wrong. Yeah, so if so. everything's going right, if he looks healthy, if, if he's get a, got a clean weight cut in Brazil, um, I think he's... I think he wins this fight. I think Moreno and... Uh, 
you know, I don't want to take away from Moreno because I, but I'm, I'm no matter what I say, he's going to kind of, but I feel mm-hmm. like he might have kind of peaked with that title shot or that title win. Um, and, and that not, not so much peaked skill wise, but just kind of peaked at like world championship level. And I, uh, I do think it's kind of cool that the photos on, on UFC, they have them both with belts. Like this is coming <laughs> yeah. up. The draw or um, so, yeah. Uh, but it's one, one, and one is the, is the trilogy so far. And as we go into the fourth fight, so I'm picking Figueiredo. I just think that, I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks Moreno might've slightly peaked and, um, and we, we may not, you know, winning, being the world champion might not. So I think there's a lot of good fights in his future. He's still young, but, uh, I, I, I just think Figueiredo might, we might see that, uh, we, we might see that guy that we kind of all thought like we were dealing with kind of when this series started, like a guy, like this guy might be unbeatable. Like once he gets, once he kind of figures everything out um, and if his way, if he's got his weight under control, uh, I think, I think he might do it. So I'm going to take Figueiredo. Um, I, I think a decision, I think any kind of finish. Um, I mean, I know Moreno finished him in the second fight, but I feel like that that was kind of like. Although, yeah, the more they, the more they, I mean, this, the more they know each other from fighting, you know, in the live fight uh, for the title the way they have, I think the 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 odds of a finish coming are probably harder because they know each other so well now. Um, but it's, uh, I I I disagree with you. I don't think it's going to be a stinker. Oh, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying that the MMA gods, hopefully that's not the case because you just, you wonder, you know, you put four guys in the cage against each other four or two guys against each other four times. The odds of it being four bangers is, is I mean, we've never seen it. So this is, this is kind of, un- we've also never territory. seen a four, uh, number four, like not in, in the you know, UFC, yeah. uh, Tim Sylvia and, and, uh, our, uh, Arlovsky fought four times. They mm-hmm. finished their, their fourth fight for one, which ended up in a soccer kick win for, for a, but they had their stinker in uh, fight number two, I believe. Mm. Um, maybe three. It was actually three because um, they fought early on. I actually went to the first two, and then I managed to avoid the trilogy, which was the the I think it was UFC sixty five, um, where it was kind of a really really boring fight. Um, but uh, what, what real quick before we go into the main event, what was the odds? I missed that when you scrolled. What, how are the odds makers showing this fight? One hundred percent. We got two we got guys with belts on each shoulder, and they're both. It's a coin flip minus one ten for both. Um, I mean, I agree with it. I just I, I think Figueiredo. Um, Do they have any other odds up? Takes this. To see. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh, there's odds. Okay, so they have the money lines even the over, over four and, and a half, half rounds. Yeah, that's it. I I, I you know. It, it's kind of the people's main event, but we'll see. But, you know, I say that and then I feel like we're kind of moving up. The main event even has one of the people's uh, former champions trying to get his belt back um, in Glover Teixeira fighting Jamal Hill, who uh, kind of moves into the slot based off of the uh, Blakovich uh, Ankilev mm-hmm. uh, draw. Uh, he was really the, the winner of that situation because yeah. he gets this fight. Glover was likely to fight the winner no matter what. So a title fight most likely was going to be in his future. This is a little quicker than probably he would have expected, obviously, uh, with the with the month, uh, only a month following that other title fight. Uh, I, I'm going with Glover. I think that uh, I think that he old man shrinks this dude and uh, and gets him down and and does him dirty. 
I, th- I think I think Glover. Uh, I, I think we might be in for mm-hmm. a uh, a beatdown, uh, uh, like a you know uh, Anthony Smith. You know, I'm not saying he's knocking his teeth out, but I could see yeah. a, a little. I could see a little bit of a lesson here uh, to to the younger fighter. That's, I mean, you know, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm 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 gonna go I'm gonna go to Glover just because uh, just because I want him to win, and, and you know. Um, I, I, again, he's in. It's in Brazil, kind of where he wanted to, wanted it to happen too. And um, but uh, you know, let's not discount. Uh, I mean, he is coming off a loss. Let's not discount Mister Hill. Uh, he's actually if the odds have Glover as the underdog plus one hundred five, and Hill as a favorite at minus one twenty five. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know you're looking at these numbers here. If uh, if if he'll land some power shots early that hurt hurt Glover, we could see some uh, you know we could see these odds play out. But I'm just I'm just like you said for old time's sake, I'm picking Glover Teixeira to win. Yeah, I uh, I kind of see the 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 nice little uh, side choke, the the head and arm uh, hmm. working his way, and that's been one of his. Uh, oh yeah, if, his... That, if he gets it, I'll love. I'd love it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be exciting pay per view. It's this Saturday, like you said, prelims are on ABC, mm-hmm. uh, and then you got the normal pay per view, ESPN Plus uh, gig that they got going over there. So, um, really quick, just just because I, I want to try to do this for for later, um, I have Walker, Murphy, Burns, Moreno, and Glover. And for so. the UFC 283 pay per view, I got Craig Murphy, Burns, Figueiredo, and Old Man Teixeira. <laughs> cool. All right, well, uh, yeah, fans yeah, can you... check us out at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me at MMA Hawk 21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbizal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, and Old Head Carb on Twitch. And as always, you can check us out at allaccessmma.com for our video podcast. Thank you for the comments, Kevin, as usual. And, uh, Hope everybody enjoys the fights as uh, as they approach this weekend. Also, Invicta is on right now on YouTube. Yep. Um, just started about 30 minutes ago. So uh, you oh, want your cool. MMA fix for a Wednesday night, uh, check out Invicta Fighting Championship. <laughs>